Welcome to the Doxology and Theology Podcast, presented by the Institute for Biblical Worship at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's right, I said the Doxology and Theology Podcast, a podcast for worship leaders who know that the gospel is so good it has to be sung. I'm your host, Matthew Westerholm, Associate Professor of Church Music and Worship at Southern Seminary and the Executive Director of the Institute for Biblical Worship. On today's episode, we are dipping into our worship resources to bring you a workshop by Ms. Sandra McCracken. Sandra McCracken is a prolific singer-songwriter and modern-day hymn writer whose songs like We Will Feast in the House of Zion, God's Highway, and Thy Mercy, My God have settled into regular rotation in churches around the world. In this workshop, Ms. McCracken discusses the disciplines of a songwriter. Hey friends, greetings from Nashville, and um, thanks so much for having me and for joining in for this conversation about songwriting, specifically about the disciplines of being a songwriter. Um, I am uh, a little bit out of my element where I'm not holding a guitar, so it's always a little bit of a, uh, a new space to try to think through, um, just putting our thoughts together around songwriting, what it means. I think in some ways, a lot of those things are easier to practice than they are to talk about. So. With that said, I'm going to jump right in and give you some thoughts and um, and just a few things that have been helpful for me and see where we go from there. So first off, um, one of the most important things about songwriting and about any kind of artistic discipline is that there's really something important about having a space to work in. And uh, I, we are this is actually like a space for me, which is part of a room next to another room and it's really it's like a glorified closet i do have a window but i will say having a space that's designated for work and for creativity um really gives you it's like this promise that um that the work can be done here and that the work matters so first off i would say place really matters in the discipline of songwriting and and then i will add to that um that place can be disrupted. So if you normally work in a particular chair in a particular corner of your house, you will begin to develop like a response to that place. So if that's where you pray, or if that's where you write, or if that's where you have a meal, we are so habitual on how we're wired. Um, and one of the things that can help is to both have a place and then be willing to make exceptions. So take your guitar out to the backyard or um, read, uh, you know, just make exceptions to disrupt and to encourage the creative process. So first off, place matters. Second of all, um, I think one of the most important things about the discipline of songwriting is understanding and, and leaning into the fact that we have a creative source, that we have been given a creative mandate and that we don't come up with ideas all by ourselves, but that we are creative because God has made us to be creative because he is creative. So in Genesis 1, 1, we see that God made, um, he made, he made order out of chaos. He brought light and dark. He separated out these elements of, um, the world as we know it. So in the way that God moved in the earliest moments of creation, as we know it, um, we're invited to understand that we are made to be creative just like him. 
So there's a creative mandate that's written on us and that informs what we do. And it means that it is, it is meaningful. So that is kind of the second idea is that we, that we would be encouraged to go straight to the source. Songwriting is only going to be as deep of a well as you're willing to go. So the songs are nourished by who you are and the life that you're living. Uh, if we have, if our ideas for songs are just theoretical or fictional, um, there, while there is a context for fictional writing, uh, the good stuff really comes up out of our real experiences and in, in our human experiences and our shared humanity. So the songs are nourished and drawn from a life full of relationships of service and of gratitude to God for who he is and what he's doing in our lives. The good news about this is uh, that he is always making something new, that just like in that first chapter of Genesis, that he was making something new then, even still he is making something new. So our third idea first is that creative place for creativity, place matters. The second idea is that uh, we have to go straight to the source, that God is the source of creativity and that he has made us to be creative because he is creative. And then the third is that God is constantly doing something new. He brings order out of chaos. And in this, he songwriting is a way of just capturing this in real time. It's like a Polaroid, but in, in musical form. So at its best, songwriting really puts you in a moment. It captures a moment. And then it just holds it so that you can go back to it and remember how you were feeling at that time, what mattered. It reminds me of the Old Testament image of an Ebenezer when God's people would set up, uh, a, basically they would pile up a bunch of stones and set up a monument to remember the place where God was faithful to them and the ways that God met him. And when God meets us, he's we, are, we really, uh, these songs are like little Ebenezers that we would be remembering his goodness to us in all these different times of our lives. That is not to say that all your songs have to be church songs or that they have to be about something uh, on the surface that would be something for the church or something for a spiritual conversation. But in a sense, our lives are all, everything that we do is spiritual. So it's all touched by God's spirit and so we could write about anything and know that any of those places could also be an Ebenezer of, of where God has met us and he's doing something new. When I look back at the songs that I have written and recorded over the years, they, they really do remind me of Polaroids and they remind me of just these moments of celebrating and acknowledging what was happening at the time, how God was working sometimes in ways that I didn't even see when I was writing the song, but I could see after the song was finished. Um, those are the best reminders or ones that even in the background, right, that God is doing something that we are not expecting and is, um, and he likes to surprise us even in those ordinary moments of creativity. So practical side of that, the practical side of that one, a couple of ways that would be helpful would be to, to think about the practice of songwriting and the discipline of songwriting is to set up some structures that would help you in the creative work. So we've talked about setting up a place. Another thing would be to set up other boundaries like a time frame or um, a goal of how many, how many hours you'd like to spend or how many songs you'd like to accomplish or map out an outline of a project in particular, uh, a theme or something you like to accomplish 
for me, that has been largely, it's largely taken the shape of albums. So I would think about a concept or a theme that I'd like to explore. And then you have it, you know, a 10 song album or a 12 song album that would follow those different themes. And as I was trying, as I would gather up songs, that is essentially how I would move and be creative within structure. So boundaries bring freedom and they encourage creativity. Psalm 119 is a good reminder of this. Um, that is a very long psalm and it is one that's actually very mathematical. It has like, it, it has a line for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And Psalm 119 is a good reminder of how, how scripture reminds us that or teaches us that structure actually brings flourishing and creativity. When we meditate on scripture and we read books that have been around for more than 100 years or 200 years, we find things that have been tested throughout time that have endured and that continue to bring us back to what's true. Another practical part of the discipline of songwriting would be to collaborate and to find not only to set up structure, but to find people to connect with and to collaborate with in the time that you're given. So either connecting with other people to actually write songs together or to just have people to give feedback on the songs that you're working on. They don't necessarily even have to be musicians. Sometimes my um, the greatest insights in, in my friendships come out of conversations with people that are not actually songwriters or not even musicians, but they respond to music in a way that's, that they understand it. And, um, and so the, it is, it is a universal language in a sense, when we share art that it can be understood on a core level. And when we collaborate and we invite others into it, even though that's really vulnerable and unnerving to share a new song or to put forward an idea, even if it's not, you're not sure if it's a good idea yet. Um, the vulnerability that really pays off. So um, while you're setting up some structure and setting up a place, find some friends that you might want to collaborate with and have a regular meeting time and, and let it be mutual. Find a way that that is really mutually beneficial for everybody who's involved. Um, another way of being collaborative is to try out songs with a group or a congregation. This could be the same group or this could be in a different context. But if you're writing worship songs or if you're interested in writing songs for a congregation to sing, it would be, um, it's something I've learned over the last 15 years is how um, my first instinct has always been to just write a song that, that I could sing or that was stylized for my own voice. And as I've grown as a songwriter, I've become more and more interested and curious about what it means to make a song that everybody can sing together. It really goes back to the old tradition of folk music and folk music, uh, not as a sound, but as a as a concept that folk music is really the music of the people. So when I think of the Psalms, I think they they were probably sung in a way that everybody could understand and everybody could hear and everybody could sing along. So whether that was, you know, on the front porch of the house or walking down the street or when they went to to the pilgrimage to make their annual sacrifices. These Psalms were ways of singing together. So when I think of church music today, it seems important to consider what it means to be shared and for songs to be singable and collaborative, where you could just try out your songs with a congregation or a small group. Um, yeah, so another part of God making order out of chaos is that songs are both inspired and they are carefully crafted. So. 
this is almost an aside, but it would be, I would be remiss to not say that um, songwriting is not just this spark of inspiration and it's lightning and you all of a sudden have the song idea, but it's actually something you work for and you sharpen your pencils and you have your notebooks on hand and you learn your scales on whatever instrument you play. All of that preparation happens before the time of actually curating and writing and exploring what you're trying to say and how to get it across through music and words. So songs are both inspired and sometimes even painfully crafted, but they, but it is a craft and an inspiration. It's not just one and it's not just the other. So practice and preparations is what gets you ready for the moment of inspiration. And when something connects deeply, you like, I, for me, I have tended to, sometimes I know it in the moment and sometimes I don't recognize it until later, but the process is really the same, whether it's, a great song or a terrible song, what, you just sort of show up for it. And the disciplines of a songwriter um, really, you know, I think, what is it to me? I think it's, it's a lot like what Wendell Berry talks about when he talks about fidelity. It's just being a member, showing up, uh, paying your dues. And if you are a farmer, that it would just mean going out and planting seeds and watering the soil and waiting to see what emerges. So any creative work has this element of toil and it has an element of craft and um, it has an element of, of anticipation, right? Because we are not in control of the whole process. So there are things we can control and we can participate in. But at the end of the day, something that connects and resonates really deeply is, is by the spirit and he moves the way he wants to and moves when he wants to. So it's a good thing to remember in the middle of all that. Another major theme when I think about songwriting is um, that may not be, it may not be at the forefront for every songwriter, but for me, it has been at the forefront and it, and I love to just mention it would be that, that there is such a great importance to songs of lament and songs of praise. So when we look at songs in, that the church is singing these days by by the records in CCLI, which is like how church music is recorded and who's singing what, a lot of the songs on, on that list and that have been on that list um, at the top of that list for re in recent years are songs that are celebratory and sometimes like emotional, but sometimes they're kind of at a high. And I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of Sundays when I am able to be in church in person, I'm not always up there at the top and I don't walk in the doors um, always ready to be in a moment of triumph with worship music. And so I think if I could encourage you along the way with your work that if you are a songwriter, that you would... Um, would observe the balance of the Psalms where a large majority of the Psalms are Psalms of lament categorically. They're, they're called Psalms of lament. And what that says to me, whether you write those songs or not, is that they matter and that how we communicate, how we um, pour out our hearts to God is, is really important. And so kind of goes back to the first point, point we were talking about where if we're going straight to the source, if God is the source of our creativity, he has given us a creative mandate that the way to be connected to him and to him as our source is that we got to be honest. So when we come in with a complaint, 
that we know we don't stay in a complaint, but that we move through the complaint and into praise. And songs can be both um, sad or they can be complaining or they can be angry and they can still be um, shot through with hope. And they can be shot through with the expectation that God is willing, not just willing to hear us, but that he is inviting us to tell him what we really think. And when we can speak freely and knowing that he is holy, we but we still speak freely and we speak with a fear of, of who he is and how he's going to respond. We um, fear in the right, you know, in, in the holy sense. I think what happens is that our lament is transformed into joy and it's, and it's transformed into joy. Sometimes even when our circumstances are not changed, our questions go unanswered for a period of time. So even in the midst of our trouble, even in the midst of our sorrows that we could experience um, the practice of lament through our songs and through our songwriting that actually is part of our sanctification. It's actually, um, like tilling the soil within us and it's bringing us to a place of deeper intimacy with God and with his spirit. Um, you know, it, and songwriting is really not the main idea that the main idea is actually this intimate friendship with God. And that's what the whole thing is about. So whether your vocation for a season is songwriting or whether it's a hobby or whether you write 500 hymns in your lifetime, um, the the real point of the whole thing of the whole exercise of songwriting is that we would know God and be known by him more more truly and more authentically than when we started and if if my songs have done that um on a personal level and then they would and if that reciprocates if what happens when I am confessional in a song if that can be shared then it becomes communal so it's not just a personal lament but it's a, a communal lament and and when I can do that, um, there are some moments I'm not able to hope the same way that someone I love sitting beside me is able to hope, and we can hold each other up. So our songs help us to hold each other up, but the practice of believing and speaking truth and praising God, even when we are in seasons of sorrow or lament, is all part of what um, restores us to um our gospel sanity, you know, it's, this is what, um, really is at the, as at the center of the whole practice. And that really brings me to the last and final idea or point that I love to make when it comes to the disciplines of a songwriter is that, um, it's just an invitation to imagination. I think, uh, a lot of times imagination for me gets put in this category of like Disneyland and you just think like, well, imagination is just for kids. It's just really something that we pretend like if you play house or you, um, you know, play hide and seek, there's a, there's a sense that imagination is so much a part of our childhood that we have forgotten to hold that and to keep that in our lives and our spirituality as we grow. But I think that scripture teaches us not just in the Psalms, but all over the place Jesus' parables teach us about imagination. Isaiah and Jeremiah, the prophets, teach us about imagination. The book of Revelation teaches about imagination. All the time, um, we God has shown that we are people that respond to story and we respond to images and we respond to metaphor. And I think that he's trying to get our attention because there's something, because the world that we're made for, the 
the full restoration of this world as God intended it is so vibrant with color. It is so um, full of life and joy and exuberance that we only have a glimpse of that now. But I think through our faith and through our practice of worship and through our practice of songwriting and through creative arts and through relationship, through all of these things, if we can enlarge a space for imagination, for gospel imagination, we begin to see that God is giving us a vision to see his light breaking in. And it's more important than creeds. It's more important than just um, having our you know T's crossed and I's dotted. It's, it is our theology. And our theology matters and memorizing scripture matters. These are these are all really fundamental things. But at the heart of it, God is really inspiring us to kick our shoes off and to run in the fields with him, knowing that our creative work is just like a, a foretaste of what it is to run with him and to know him and walk with him. Um, and that day is coming. And whatever you're experiencing now, whatever sorrow, whatever limitations, the ways that the ground pushes back against you, um, in your work and in your creative life and in your family, in whatever ways that there is brokenness, he has um, inclined himself toward us in those broken places and he has taken it all on himself. And he is making a new vision for a new future, for a new city, for a new art and for a new song that we have not even yet imagined. So our songwriting and our discipline of songwriting is really just a participation in that. And if we can um, meditate on that and say yes to him in that, I think we will find, and I sure have found such joy and such uh, flourishing comes when I can just say yes to his imagination of who he is and the invitation that he gives us to participate with him in this um, small form, this small way of saying yes. Uh, we want to know you and we want to be known by you. We want to be changed to be more like who you are and to see what you see. So um, my hope is for you and in your work and in your writing and in your family that you would know um, this invitation of God more deeply and that songs would just be a way by which he calls our attention. So the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you so much. That is a hard place to stop, but if you'd like to hear more, go to our website, biblicalworship.com. Click podcast. We're happy to share with you the entire thing for free. While you're at our website, you can find information concerning other worship resources from the Institute for Biblical Worship and the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's biblicalworship.com. That's what we have for you this time on the Doxology and Theology podcast. Our show is produced by the lanky Evan Jarms, engineered by Caleb Sherwood, and the music is by our good friend, Joel Nagus. Until next time, this is Dr. Matthew Westerholm reminding you that the gospel is so good, it has to be sung. Peace be with you. Peace be with you.